Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Uh, Canadian oil companies are growing more concerned as the pandemic continues and as they start revealing their profits or lack thereof. Let's bring in Dan McTagg, former Liberal MP, Canadians for Affordable Energy. He is with us now. Dan, thanks for the time. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Good to be here. Thanks for having me, Scott. I'm doing fine. Uh, what can we expect from oil companies today when it comes to uh, revealing profits? I, I guess we're not expecting too much here. How can we be? No, we really can't. I mean, uh, first quarter results may have looked really good in January and much of February, but uh, we have to remember that by the end of February, we were already starting to uh, see the effects of uh, uh, the COVID virus in terms of exports. We were starting to see problems here in Canada with uh, uh, railroad blockades uh, that uh, prevented every good, including uh, oil, from making its way by rail uh, into uh, the U.S. Uh, and so I would expect that the numbers uh, in uh, March would have been absolutely uh, disastrous as uh, oil began to fall rather dramatically, as did the price of natural gas. Now, there is a bit of hedging, of course, in that. Uh, gasoline may have provided some, a little bit of a uh, uh, shelter, but not much, because of course, even uh, these uh, vertically integrated companies uh, would have to look at the reality that demand for their product, even on the diesel and gasoline side, especially, would have dropped by as much as half. So uh, we're looking at uh, some pretty grim numbers, perhaps the worst we've seen at least since 2008, but I'm probably thinking back to 1998, the last time we saw prices this depressing. And for that reason alone, uh, I think that uh, the numbers as uh, they will be revealed today are going to be, uh, you know, not so much a question of how bad, but really a question of how long. Uh, you talked about going back to 1998 to see uh, news that's this bad. Is there anything we can learn from that moving forward as we start to talk about reopening things? Well, 2008, while it was bad, we were still doing $40 billion in economic activity, Um 2008 was a global economic meltdown, but thankfully for us, we had something called heavy oil, which the U.S. can't produce, even with all of its shale revolution, something that uh, Venezuela can't provide because it's sanctioned. The basket case, Mexico has problems with its production, it's heavy oil. There really is only Saudi Arabia and Canada, and right now I can tell you, uh, without a word of a doubt, uh, that uh, the Trump administration will probably be putting significant tariffs on uh, you know, U.S. bound heavy oil coming in from that country because of their shenanigans and their not so subtle attempt to try to destroy the U.S. Uh, oil industry. We'll wait for that to happen, but uh, I would expect that that puts Canadian oil in a very, very good light as it did in 2008 when, uh, while everything else was seemingly collapsing, including our manufacturing sector, our automotive sector, or uh, our um, uh, metals, uh, you know, steel industry, all of those were in a bit of a temporary funk oil kept moving ahead and we need to get that industry back up and running and very quickly it surprises me that uh, the federal government has not learned from that but then again when you consider uh, the caliber of some of the liberal mps having had no experience beyond 2015 no real experience in terms of how to deal with an economy during difficult times Trudeau having jettisoned a lot of uh, you know experienced individuals who could have helped them through this difficult time uh, they're playing fire with uh, not helping the oil and resource sector because it will emerge when it does. The question is, will it be Canadian oil, Canadian energy, Canadian uh, resources, or will it be foreign bought from Russia, Saudi Arabia, or even the United States? 
How is this going to change the climate change discussion, uh, extreme environment? I don't want to get into climate change debates yeah. here, but there certainly is a, a lot of debate about how we go about doing this. Uh, environmentalists in the past and in, in the Greta's of the world, we've got to shut everything down. We've got to stop everything. We've got to go back to uh, the dark ages and get back on our bikes and whatever. We have seen consumption go down because the world is literally at a standstill. But what can we learn from this as we have learned that technology has actually aided in bringing consumption down because a lot of us are working from home. So, again, I've always maintained that technology holds the answer to all of this, not abstinence. Uh, Could this change the discussion? And, I mean, I know a lot are sitting there saying, well, look, we've shut everything down, so, look, there's no pollution, and la, 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 which, of course, is unrealistic. (laughs) But at the end of the day, we are working from home, and technology has allowed us to do that, not abstinence. Yeah, well, I think there's a couple of takeaways from this. And, of course, we're not really through this epidemic um, and its effects. But uh, I know that we uh, the, the, the meter is running high. That is the deficit meter, $200 billion and counting. Um, you know, if the industries that uh, supply us with revenue that traditionally get us out of this mess that we're in that we just discussed aren't able to respond or are non-existent but by the time it's said and done, uh, then yeah, you will have that kind of a, you know environment where you have very little in the way of any pollution, uh, pollution because you have no production, you have no ec- economy really uh, as powerful or as strong or as potent as uh, when we went into this. I think the other factor is that um, we have to recognize, I think, very clearly that in terms of where the economy and where the country is going, uh, I think it's pretty clear that this pandemic could not have been addressed without the use of hydrocarbons, without the use of plastics, the kind of stuff that the federal liberals want to ban, uh, the uh, gowns, the gloves, uh, the masks, the shields, all of these things uh, are done and can only be done uh, by processing uh, fossil fuels. And the question is, do we want to do it or do we want to have China or another country do it for us? In which case, I think we're only hurting ourselves. So I think there's a lot of takeaways in this. But if this is what people expect is a nice, wonderful world where, yes, some of us are working from home. And the vast majority of us can't get to work because we're not allowed to work because we're not allowed to travel. Then we are quickly moving to the state of nature to eat acorns and live in, you know, uh, 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 you know, uh, live in tree houses and perhaps uh, wear animal skins, but no fire because we're always concerned about the carbon footprint. Uh, no, this is not uh, progress. This is not how a society is uh, supposed to govern itself, and it is a major regressive step backwards because none of us are uh, enjoying this, uh, saving except the odd person who thinks that there's an opportunity here. We still need our food. We still need transportation. We still need to get this economy back up and running and functioning and uh, looking forward to the great things that we do uh, and have done, and, and many of those things environmentally responsibly. I think the other thing, though, it, it does prevent us or prevent, provide us some opportunity to recognize what real pollution is, the waterways, the air. And here I'm not talking CO2 because it's an inert gas, as we know, and it's used to grow things. Uh, but of course, uh, you know, uh, pollution generally, I think, is now something that we can consider as uh, should be the next, next objective. And I think Canada is very well suited for that. Uh, you know, Scott, you, you and I grew up in this area. I grew up in Markham, uh, but I would go down Lake Ontario. Me too. When I was a young man in the 60s and 70s, and the place was badly polluted. Go to it now. So we've improved. Uh, and that's, I think, something that we can look forward to. But for now, I think we have to look at uh, dollars and cents and make damn sure that we get this economy up and running so that we can do the great things that we've been doing for the past couple of decades. 
Dan McTagg has been with us, former Liberal MP, Canadians for Affordable Energy, Canadian oil companies growing more concerned as the pandemic continues and uh, their profits uh, from the first quarter become made available. Dan, thanks for the time and insight. As always, be well. Thanks for having me, Scott. Take care. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.